1: Radio. Thank you for tuning in today's Bible study. Bishop Pike. Remember him? He was a world-famous minister today on Hardcore. Hey, call somebody and tell them the radio program's on, particularly people involved in the spirit world and psychics and so on. You'll enjoy this program today. Got another good one for you. This is Brother Mike. I'm the professional counselor at the Arizona Deliverance Center over 40 years. Back on the radio again over 20 years. On the website, hardcorechristianity.com, we have all of our ministry services. There they are. We have two live services every week at 7 o'clock, Mountain Time, Arizona Time. We have uh, preaching, teaching, healing, and deliverance at both of those services. We have two live Zoom services every week, Monday nights for the ladies, 6.30 p.m., Mountain Time. Wednesday night for everybody, 6 p.m. Send me an email, mike, at hardcorechristianity.com, and I'll send you... The uh, code and the password. No problem. Please don't miss these services. They're all live. And you can see and hear the people being healed and delivered at all four services. Please remember our women's seminar coming up in January. Please remember the healing service coming up at the end of December after Christmas. We have children's healing services. I have a Sunday morning podcast on twitch.tv. Just go to uh, twitch.tv and put in the code HCCADC, and you're there. Please hit the PayPal button again when you come to the website. Thank you for your support for all these years. Bishop Pike, wow, what an interesting person he was. What a great story. I want to tell you a little bit about him on today's broadcast. But let's consider 2 Corinthians chapter 11. The great Apostle Paul warned the Corinthians. He said, quote, There are false prophets, deceitful workers, who transform themselves into apostles of Christ. Don't marvel at this. Don't be shocked at it. Don't be amazed. Don't be surprised. For Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it's no great thing if his ministers be transformed as ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works. Now check out Acts chapter 16. Something's really interesting here about psychics and divination. Acts 16. Paul is in a a new town. He's evangelizing and he's a traveling itinerant evangelist. But a young girl loaded with demons, is following him, and she's saying all kinds of positive things about him. He, she's saying that he uh, is a servant of the Most High God, that he is bringing the truth of God to the people, and he's doing a great job for Jesus, And what she's doing is she's trying to get a positive hook or link into Paul. This is all a trick of the demon trying to get the people to think that Paul and this prophetess, demon-possessed girl are in the same league. They are partners. The demons are doing something that's usually extremely effective, and, is, and we see it here today. It's happening everywhere. For example, Bethel Church in California. Uh, a lot of great born-again Christians and good ministers are in that program. But the program's also infested with familiar spirits who are copycats. When they see the Holy Spirit do something, they come up with something similar to fool the people. And they do. They send them glory clouds. Years ago they used to send them angel feathers and gold dust and it's all a trick. They're trying to hook into the real gospel by bringing in what's false, deceitful workers who transform themselves into apostles of Christ. For example, this girl here had a the Bible says, Acts 16, verse 16, she had a spirit of divination. The Greek word is puthon. That's the where we get our English word, python. She was a soothsayer, it says. She she made a lot of money for her masters through soothsaying. The Greek word is mantuomai. It means fortune-telling. Yeah? So soothsaying is fortune-telling. Sorcery includes all other forms of witchcraft, like casting spells, using drugs, potions, charms, amulets, stuff like that. That's something a sorcerer would do, but a soothsayer is usually someone who predicts f- just specializes in predicting the future, and that's what this girl was. And she was trying to get everybody to think that she and Paul were on the same team when the demon knew that Paul was the real deal. Okay. And what happened to Bishop Pike is a very sad story. Uh, the guy was major league intelligent. He was uh, formerly an Episcopalian bishop in California. He wrote a best selling book in 1968, which really rocked the whole country. It was quite amazing, called The Other Side. Came out in 1968. And here's what happened. Uh, unfortunately bishop pike's son james pike junior on february 4th of 1996 overdosed in a uh, hotel room in new york city he was on lsd and uh, bishop pike went in through went through an enormous depression over this loss and he was sick for quite some time after his son Overdosed. Then what happened? He started to experience poltergeist activity uh, in his Cambridge flat. His son used to live there with him. In addition, while he was living there, another minister named David Barr and another minister named Marin Gerber lived there with him and also saw the exact same supernatural experiences. Okay, they they were related to the Episcopal Diocese of California. Now listen to this. Pike was an interesting character because he was similar to a scribe 2,000 years ago whom Jesus faced. Scribes did not believe in the supernatural. They didn't believe in heaven or hell or afterlife. They didn't believe in demons or angels. They believed in none of it. Pike was similar to them. He didn't believe in the spirit world. He didn't believe in the Bible. It was quite remarkable. But his son, after his death, began to appear to him in that apartment. And because of that, and all the experiences he and those other ministers had, they were all fully documented. This wasn't something where he was drunk and hallucinating or on crack. No, they didn't, that that was not happening. They didn't have crack back then. This was all real and fully documented by three ministers. And, and it, the demons were impersonating the son, James Pike Jr., and they were trying to communicate with Bishop Pike. And it was working. He knew that was his son trying to contact him because the poltergeist would say things and do things that only his son could have known. Only his son would have known it. It, The demons gave information they knew about the private life of his son, and that convinced Bishop Pike that it was his son trying to communicate with him. So Pike went to all kinds of mediums and psychics in an attempt to communicate with his son. And he recorded all of these interesting things in his book called The Other Side. He was kind of like a chronology. And uh, that book, believe it or not, instigated or promoted or was the birth of of the occult age and and the, the supposed age of Aquarius. This all happened back in the late 60s. So this book he wrote had a tremendous impact on the United States and an impact on the world of psychics, which we now live in. Believe it or not, being a psychic is a $2 billion industry in the United States. According to their statistics, 15% of Americans have been to a psychic. Can you believe that? There's 350 million people living in the United States. There's probably 25 million illegal immigrants. So you're looking at 400 million people total. But if you just take the 350 million Can you believe that? 15% of $350 that's an unbelievable amount of people who have been to a psychic. And you have to pay to go to psychics. They cost money. And now, in our society, when the stress and fears of any society accelerate, statistically, work for psychics picks up. All societies in the past who have gone through... um, Destructive transitions, the Persians, the Romans, on and on it goes. America is now going through it. All see an increase in spirituality and in visitation of psychics. People are nervous, they're scared, and they want answers. And they go for help. And they go to soothsayers to try and get information about their future And they go to psychics to try and get necromancers, Deuteronomy 18, a necromancer, someone who communicates with the dead. And that's what happened to Pike. He tried to get a hold of his son and was trying to communicate directly with him by going to psychics who were necromancers. And this book he wrote wrote, was tremendous influence on American society. If you have a background similar to Bishop Pike, you need to come for help and come fast. You've got familiar spirits, you're in a very dangerous situation, 602-636-5800. The demons murdered Pike on a trip to Israel. They found him wandering in the desert. He died of exposure. The demons just took him out in the desert and killed him, which is what they're gonna to do to you. you've ever been around in spiritualism or witchcraft, sorcery, soothsaying, fortune-telling, psychics, 602-636-5800, just between you and I, I would come for help now.
0: The views expressed on this program are those of the host, and not necessarily those of staff, management, or ownership. This program was sponsored by